Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Hey everyone, Ashley here with Dr. Michelle. Hey there. So today is our second interview of a fellow entrepreneur, and we're really excited to introduce you to Amy Lynn. She's the owner of the Boulder and Denver, Colorado-based wellness practice called Root Wellness Studio, and she's the creator of Uplift, which is a self-care subscription box that promotes a calmer and happier life right at your doorstep. Amy's a busy gal. She has three young boys, a husband, a pup, six chickens, along with her dedication to her business, her personal artistic missions social advocacy endeavors, and committed yoga and meditation practice. So we were really grateful that she was able to make this time for our interview. And I have to say, Amy is our new favorite person. Am I right? It's true. It was a blast talking with her. Yeah, the ways in which she accepts this natural flow of life, especially in stress management, was really inspiring to hear. So we're so glad to share this truly enlightened individual with you. And also, listen up to find out how Uplift is aiding victims of Hurricane Harvey and how you can help too. So we hope you enjoy. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us, Amy. Um, I have a first question for you. Let's test your intuition. What do you think the first question is that I'm going to ask you? So you want me to talk about kind of what, what my businesses are? Yeah. And I, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, basically the kind of most general way to say it is that I feel like my purpose on the planet is to help people find their wholeness and find um, joy and connection and love and kind of connect to source or spirit or higher consciousness. So that's sort of like what's guiding my work. And then through that, I've uh, been an art therapist and a clinical counselor and an energy healer for quite some time now. And also have started a subscription box business in order to sort of on a wider scale, but in a smaller way, kind of meet those needs as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And what was kind of, I know you have your private practice. What, what was the key driving force for you starting Uplift? Um, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking and suggesting the same kinds of tools and um, the same kind of like sort of homework and therapy sessions for my clients to kind of carry on the therapeutic work and the healing and the self-empowerment that we're doing in our private sessions. And so I just started to think about like, you know, I know there's a lot of people who can't, they can't afford therapy or they can't, they you can't make the time for it or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, including myself at many times in my life. And I just thought like, okay, how, what's another way I could get creative about still helping people, you know, find their connection, but um, do it in a way that's like, kind of on a micro level, like I'm all about like micro meditation and micro other things. I'm like, I might as well figure out how to do this. So I start, I thought about like, if I could just send a tiny little box in the mail that just has like a couple of things that are 
known to boost mood or reduce stress or that kind of thing. And then if I could um, kind of deliver it with some additional support, so it's not just that you're getting the stuff in the box, you're also getting um, some ideas on how to incorporate it, some sort of like intentions and mantras or like a theme every month that sort of helps guide you with everything from what's kind of energetically happening, what's astrologically happening in the world, um, all the way down to like in neuroscience, we know that this helps your brain, Mm -hmm. you know? That's awesome. One of my favorite things that's in your box talking about like little micro practices are those little um, coloring cards that you have. Yeah. I yeah. love those. Those are so oh, cute. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. You know, I don't get like, see, nobody ever tells me things like that. <laughs> I love so those. Month, I'm like hand drawing those and I'm, oh my gosh. Spend, you know, sort of like my, my little, um, most my little passion project that's within the box. I mean, the whole thing is a passion project, but especially that piece. And it really kind of helps me connect to my creative vitality and to flow and everything. And so when I'm doing it, I'm always like, I love doing this, but is this like, are people actually coloring these in? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think they're so perfect. It's, awesome. it's such a cool little way to play and have that self-care, right? Like that to kind of nurture that creativity within us. So super, super cool. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, how do you stay motivated when things don't go as planned? Um, well, it's funny. I was um, kind of thinking about some of you had sent me a few questions ahead of time and my, I was sharing some of them with my husband and he always laughs because he thinks that everything just always works out for me. <laughs> <laughs> he gets like angry about it. Even, you know, like, oh, it always works for you. But I think I've just kind of, I don't know, I had like a ton of adversity as a kid and, um, you know, and then I was like a social worker, like working in kind of intense situations earlier on in my career. And, And I think I've just always sort of been like, yeah, give me the problem. Like, let me solve it. I love doing that kind of creative problem solving work. Um, I think I kind of run on adrenaline a little bit too. Yeah, (laughs) I I get that. If if I have like a tight deadline or like if something, you know, the printer didn't get my cards done in time or like if there's those little kind of like tedious little details that aren't working out, I've just never been one to get like stuck by that or caught up in that. I can kind of step back get sort of like look at the landscape of everything and somehow it always works out perfectly. Like it, it ends up better than if I would have like forced some kind of control or anxiety into the situation. So it's kind of just a process of me constantly self-regulating and just be, being really self-aware and just kind of keep coming back to my own intuition and trusting myself and the universe is unfolding as it should and all that kind of good stuff. And it kind of just you know, I don't need much motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, kind of letting go like a practice of letting go. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, what book or specific person has inspired you the most to pursue this passion or actually passions for you? (laughs) Yeah. I've got a lot of them. Um, you know, I, I always go back to like my, I had just a really unique childhood in so many ways. But one of the things that um, I grew up with was I was in the, I grew up in the same town where my parents had grown up and where their parents had grown up for the most part. And so um, I was close to both of my grandmothers and both of my grandmothers were um, the mother of six children, first of all. <laughs> and in the 1940s and 50s, they were both working moms, which oh I think gosh. is like amazing, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, one of my grandmothers was a nurse during World War II and then worked in labor and delivery and then um, 
aging care, all, you know, till her retirement. Like she always, and she would work like second shift and raising these kids. And so, and my other grandmother was a children's librarian and kind of came from like a humanities background. And so I, I was just always around, um, you know, women whose like whole selves got to like be out in the world. Like they weren't as kind of confined to some of those gender roles, perhaps. I mean, they still were obviously, but not to the extent that I've seen. So I just saw sort of like, okay, I like, you just do a lot of things, <laughs> you know, and I kind of took it in. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to get busy and start doing the things that I want to do now. And it's really funny because when I look back at like the way that I played as a kid, especially, um, I, <laughs> when I, like when I played with my dolls, I was always like a social worker. They're always like orphans that I was helping or something like that. <laughs> and then, um, I, and I even like, I used to play outside and make these little, like pretend tinctures with like leaves and flower buds from my yard. And now I'm getting into like herbalism with through stuff I do from the box. And so there's just all these like little things that kind of just feel like they've always been in me and always been a part of me. And the things that I've read and people that I've known and been inspired by over time have almost been like, like the bumpers of a bowling alley. Like as you, like I'm just kind of staying the course and they just kind of help like shape and keep me on track is kind of how I felt about it. So um, yeah, I mean, I, and then I'm also a total brain nerd. So the neuroscience world of things, I love like Dan Siegel and he kind of like was early on in the mindfulness movement back, um, early on in my career as a therapist and kind of got me kind of going in that direction. So I really do credit him and, um, his book Mindsight was probably one of the first ones that I ever read. Um, and then I totally love, I would, I really need to meet these people, but there's this couple, Richard and Mary Maddox, and they have a, like a meditation center in Southern California. And they have just been so beautiful and generous forever. Like way back when podcasts were like things you would like find on iTunes and burn to a CD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I used to listen to their, they had free guided meditation podcasts. And, you know, way back then, I'd never really been truly exposed to meditation and mindfulness and that kind of thing. And so they really like being able to just access this, these beautiful free meditations was really great. They have an app now that's called Simply Being that I think does cost like a dollar or something, but it's one that I love and still use and still recommend to clients and friends. So yeah, and I could play go. Awesome. We will definitely, definitely link to those cool. in the show notes. What, um, what do you do on a daily basis to grow as a female entrepreneur? Um, I'm trying to frame that in the context of being a female because I don't stop and always think of myself. Like I just kind of think of myself as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I'm constantly aware of my femaleness and, um, you know, I was a women's studies minor in undergrad. So I've got this like feminist foundation going on for sure. But, um, I think, um, to me, it's like, it's like integrated into my whole life and how I live and being able to sort of have that, uh, creative, like I get to design my day. I get to, um, kind of know what's important to me and what's important. You know, I have three little kids, so like being able to like try anyway to balance, um, being able to spend time with them or be there for them in the ways that they need. And, to keep my partnership healthy and to enjoy this beautiful Colorado nature where I live and get outside and hike and that kind of stuff. But to also be like, well, 
I do have these things going on that are my, you know, I can't ever not work sort of at the same time. So it's just sort of like integrating, you know, when I had jobs that were like in a, in a nonprofit or something like that, and I had to sort of clack in, clack out sort of thing. I guess I always would, um, you know, I could leave work behind and go live my life, but I've always been in the, um, in an arena that like, you know, it's people's lives I was working with. So it wasn't ever like I wasn't kind of a little bit working. So I guess it's, you know, I'm just kind of used to weaving that into my life and taking space. Um, I have a really committed yoga practice. So I am on the mat at least five times a week and I stay and meditate for 20 minutes after class. So I spend like two hours at the studio when I'm there at least. Um, and that really, that's how I start most of my weekdays, like my work, more work centric days. Um, and that really helps me, but I don't have to like fall right into the calendar or, you know, like open right up into the sort of like email situation, <laughs> like just sort of like going with whatever fire is sitting there. I can just be super mindful and super embodied and then kind of come out in this very present space where things don't feel like as like a lot or like as much, you know? Totally. It opens up that energetic flow and creativity and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. It's almost like the work can sort of energetically keep happening mm-hmm. if I give it the space to do mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. So it doesn't sit and stagnate inside of you. I totally relate to that with, you know, working with people one on one. You got to keep that energy moving. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Cool. Okay. So has your health ever come between you and your business? You know, I think that my, I mean, yes, is the short answer. (laughs) But my health sort of started me as an entrepreneur in a lot of ways. Because um, I was, when I, you know, earlier on in my career in Chicago, I was still working for nonprofits and agencies and, um, you know, I was just an employee or a contract worker in some cases. And it was when I had my first son and I actually had a really super rare, horrible pregnancy condition that almost killed me and was really traumatic. And after having my son, I was, I literally couldn't go back to work. Like I was in the hospital the day of my family medical leave my, you know, my maternity leave ended. So I was kind of launched into, okay, now what? (laughs) Um, And so, you know, and I was doing obviously a lot of physical and emotional and spiritual healing at the time as well. So I took some months off to just be home with him and just be kind of taking care of myself. And as I sort of started to, you know, find my own connection again and be in a place where I could give, that's when I started to think maybe I should start a private practice. Like maybe this is the universe opening up this space for me to do that. And you know, how things typically work for me is when I have the idea, then it just kind of manifests. And then there I was taking my first client and (laughs) getting it all started. So, um, but I mean, for sure the, the, my nervous system is definitely in a pretty activated state. A lot of the time, just from like busyness and stress and having, three kids compartmentalized into my brain, um, you know, sort of three and a half ish businesses compartmentalized into my brain, all my different clients and you know, everything I have to do is just sort of like taking up this space that my nervous system has to support and carry. And I, I don't get enough sleep. Like it's definitely like the place where I, um, kind of like make up time mm-hmm. <laughs> is in that place, which mm-hmm. is not, I don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, but it's hard. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, 
it's a balance. Like I can constantly kind of feel the health piece shifting. I'm diabetic. So that's kind of like my chronic illness situation. Although I've shifted that a lot with my energy work and everything. So um, I'm completely diet controlled, which is sort of a stressor in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's tough, but that's also so awesome and so empowering. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very, it's empowering. And on a bad day, it's, really hard and on a good day it's whatever I don't pay attention to it but I do know that you know stress and sleep impacts that so metabolism. much absolutely so, cortisol oh, levels insulin yeah. levels absolutely yep yeah and just having three boys I mean I don't know if you know your listeners have kids or whatever but I have three boys under the age of 10 and oh my goodness <laughs> crazy like it's totally super crazy and they all have like varying degrees of like sensory integration issues or ADHD or my youngest is, um, has some like social emotional behavioral stuff going on. It's like really, really hard, really intense. And when I'm with them, it's like, like anything could happen at any time. It's kind of the reality. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of have to be like a little hyper aroused just to like make sure they're safe and, you know, so there's kind of that level happening too. So I kind of have this like fantasy that I don't know, in like 10 years or something, I'm going to be able to just like really get myself to a calm state as my baseline and then my health will (laughs) unfold better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that this next question is actually perfect after all of that. It's a, do you have any self-care practices to help you recharge? And if so, what is your non-negotiable? Yeah, well, like I mentioned, my yoga practice is totally non-negotiable. Um, my husband and I actually, four, just over four years ago, we've been living in Chicago. And, you know, we were just like in kind of a busy city, urban life. And we both worked a lot. And our, our, you know, our kids were really young then. We had three under five or six at the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like nonsense. And so we had this we had a couple kind of just life shifts happen. Like our third baby was a total shock surprise to us. And um, my husband's company closed down, like all these crazy unexpected things were coming up and we just kind of stopped and looked at each other and said, okay, there's two ways we can handle this. (laughs) We can get really scared and anxious and, you know, kind of figure it out from there, or we can just try to really ground and embody and feel what's really happening in our you know, the energy field that we share together in this life of this family and decide what to do and kind of manifest it. And that's when we decided to move to Colorado. And so part of that move was a very mindful, intentional life shift. Like, you know, when, when we move, we are going to do this, 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 and this. So that kind of helps give me like a really nice, um, kind of like a restart or like a calendar date sort of thing. And from there, I mean, that's when I started my just total commitment to yoga before I'd gone like, you know, I'd get like a month membership and then I would do other things and then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and this was like, nope, I, even if it doesn't make sense in the budget or whatever, like it makes sense in my health and my full budget. (laughs) So So that's a huge one. And then I just have like, you know, I talked a little bit about these kind of micro meditations or micro self-regulation things that I do. And I just have to, like, I have to put two feet on the floor when I get out of bed in the morning, (laughs) like just these little tiny basic things. Um, when I'm brushing my teeth, I do this energy practice where I'm finding my intention line, which is like a really grounding centering practice. And it just takes me like 10 seconds, you know? (laughs) So those are the kinds of things I just kind of, um, integrate into 
you know, I, I have to just go, go, go. I have to keep going. I can't like just stop and meditate for 10 minutes all right. the time. Or whatever. No, I, I love that. I think that's so important. And I think that's something that is you know, something that's easily integrated into our daily lives if we're not viewing it as like, okay, every single day I need to sit down, I need to meditate for this amount of time. It turns into an obligation and it turns into something that, you know, isn't necessarily therapeutic. But when we start to integrate it into our day, like you're saying, like something as simple as when we're brushing our teeth or being conscious about putting two feet down when we wake up in the morning, it's kind of that reconnection with ourself and kind of um, yeah, grounding us for the day and our interactions with people. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And then from there, it's just sort of like self check-ins. Like I had this mm-hmm. teacher in an energy school that I went to in Boulder and she would say, you have to do this a hundred times a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it felt like that's crazy. Like just how you reacted. Yeah. And now, you know, I really like took that to heart and I really tried to do that. I mean, I wasn't counting, but just like constantly, like every time I could grab my awareness enough to point it at my my own self-regulation and my own energy state, I now I do it constantly, like all day long. And it probably is somewhere close to 100, but I've never actually checked. <laughs> wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and you know, one more thing I'll say, because I think it's a good thing for everybody. Um, I mean, I'm super privileged and lucky that I live in East Boulder County. And um, when as I'm driving to my studio, I come up this like crest and I like look out and I'm up high on this road as it starts to go downhill and I can see the entire front range of the Rocky Mountains out before me. Oh my goodness. I have this like amazing moment every time I'm heading to my office. And, and what, you know, what, what we know from brain science is that when you look out at the horizon line, it kind of lets your brain reset to okay. Like you're not tediously looking at details. Like you're not picking berries. You're not looking for a tiger. You're like, you can like relax when you're in that state where you can see the vastness of things and be in a state of awe. So that's just another little trick. And I mean, you can live, you know, wherever. It doesn't have to be near the mountains. And you can just find the farthest tree. Or even like if you're in a city, you can like find a building that you think is beautiful and just look far off at the building or something like that. I love that. That's that's really cool. I feel like that sort of answered this next question, but I will say it anyway, just in case there's something else you want to add. So what entrepreneurial tricks or hacks have you discovered to help keep you focused and productive during your crazy busy schedule? (laughs) I'm still working on that one. (laughs) Um, I'm super right brained. I'm like an artist at my base. So for me, things are like, fun and interesting and motivating when they're like messy and unfinished and like, like there's still like potential, you know, (laughs) like I love just like a half done campus. And that's kind of how unfortunately perhaps I approach most things in my life. (laughs) So I kind of, you know, I think a lot of people would be surprised to know, like with my subscription box, for example, I'm just kind of feeling my way through. I'm not doing a lot of planning. Like a lot of subscription boxes will have like, you know, three months planned out or something like that. And I'm, I don't do that. I, I just, I think it works better for me. And I think probably my customers benefit from it too. Cause I'm just sort of feeling what's here now. Like what's this present moment thing that's calling out to me. And it's like, Oh, it's this. Oh. And then somebody, you know, like just the other day, it's just a cool synchronicity example that um, I use this really awesome company for my boxes that it's the only one that um, uses hundred percent recycled materials to make the, the cardboard boxes for the shipping. I mean, the ink is soy based. The labels are compostable. It's like the greatest thing. So 
my box is as eco-friendly as it can be. <laughs> and this company just happens to be down the street from my house, which is also amazingly synchronistic and cool. Um, cause I found them online, <laughs> but, um, they, um, the guy who owns the business is constantly sort of connecting his customers. Cause we're all these like very conscious people that want to obviously like have these eco-friendly boxes and packaging. And so, you know, just the other day I had like kind of one more thing I needed for my summer box, which ships in like a week, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, he has this Ayurvedic practitioner who also gets her packaging from him. And he's like, you need to meet Amy. (laughs) Like just like he had like an intuitive hit that he followed and he connected us and she's making this amazing, really awesome Ayurvedic kind of fall immune support um, drink thing for the box that's coming up. And it's like perfect. It's like exactly what I needed to fill like that last piece. And if I would have. That's so cool. Yeah. If I would have like worked hard to find it, it might have not been the right thing, you know? Right. For sure. That's so cool. And I'll also add to this, so I'm expanding my Denver practice right now into this really cool, like, Gold Rush era, 1896 Victorian house. And it's going to be, like, healing house with all kinds of different, like, holistic practitioners. And I just had this feeling, I'm talking to this Ayurveda practitioner, and I'm like, do you need office space by any chance? And she was like, yes. So she's, like, joining into the healing house. Oh, my gosh. So cool. So I kind of, I mean, I've just had, like, really good luck going with the flow, following my intuition. And it's when I catch myself being anxious or being fear-based or being, you know, overly like too organized that things get screwed up. So I actually, I don't have good advice for the tools. No, (laughs) I think that's a tool in and of itself. It's like kind of this theme today is that letting go. It's kind of just letting things unfold. And when there's, you know, when we're not Which is really hard for people to do. Oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. Especially people who are, you know, in an entrepreneurial mindset, it's like we constantly need to have that control or perceived control most mm-hmm. of the time. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Um, what are the top three blogs or podcasts that you can't imagine your day without and why? <laughs> this is where I'm going to show my age, especially because I'm, like, <laughs> uh, I'm always like, wow, how do you guys have time to listen to podcasts? Which I probably shouldn't be saying to people who podcast, but... <laughs> Um, the last podcast I listened to, I was almost nine months pregnant with my almost 10 year old. <laughs> so, um, and it was this American life. I'm a total NPR junkie. So I kind of just listen to NPR when I'm in the car or we have this great station here. That's like a public radio music station that I listen to. And so I just don't have, I don't have chunks of time in my life. Like I don't have 20 minute blocks of time, typically, like yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really ever listen to podcasts, which is sad. And people are constantly sending them to me. Oh, you have to listen to this or whatever. I'm much more of like a skim something real quick and like take it in energetically and sort of, if I have time to come back to it, read more kind of a person, I guess. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I was thinking like, you know, I have this amazing, I think partly how I get most of my kind of information is that I'm just surrounded, like I've created these villages of people around me who are just amazing humans and they know about amazing things and they might be listening to podcasts or reading blogs or doing the things that I'm not doing or even just like my Facebook feed. It sounds really silly, but my feed is like awesome. It's like like really kind, loving, amazing, creative people just sharing ideas. It's not so much like, you know, 
this here's my vacation to wherever and my fake amazing life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. It's more like meaningful. And so I end up clicking on a lot of things that I don't, I, you know, it's not like I'm going to go back to the blog and read the blog, but I, you know, I see some things come up that might be familiar or something like that. But I'm kind of just a, I guess the kind of way I do everything, like it's, just, it's a little chaotic, but it's like a brilliant creative flow kind of thing <laughs> instead of being like totally in chaos. Yeah. But again, like any information that you need probably finds its way to you yeah. because you've, you've, you've kind of curated your surroundings in that way, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love how you said that. I curate my surroundings. It's perfect. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you had a little magic in your pocket, what is one thing you would do to improve the world? Oh, man. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have like tons and tons of, you know, I've been a social worker. Like I've always been kind of just a socially advocacy-minded person. And... um but if I had to like really narrow it down and like bring it down to one thing, I really think that there's so much trauma that is underlying so much, all of us at the collective level, at the individual level, at the family systemic level, the subculture level. And I feel like there's so much living and operating from unconscious fear and anxiety that's because of that trauma. So if I could just wave my magic wand and just heal traumatic stress response in everyone. <laughs> I think that would solve a lot of the issues that are really near and dear to my heart. You know, everything from vicious poverty and race relations and um, feminist issues, women's health and education, like all those kinds of things, all the way to climate change. I mean, I think all that stuff that matters to me has this base underneath it, like the things that are stopping it from really healing and growing and changing to the, the progressive direction are based in trauma. Yeah, I yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, do you have any new projects or passions that you're working on? I know you mentioned your office expansion; it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm I'm also kind of um, starting to expand a little more. I've always done um, video sessions and that kind of thing, because especially when I moved from Chicago, I um, was doing a lot of remote work with clients there for a while. But I want to, you know, I'm kind of exploring doing a little bit more in that direction, and then. On a smaller scale, it's been really fun doing all this apothecary work for my box. And so I've kind of started this new line. It's called Love Happy Organic Herbs and Oils. And it's like my little <laughs> fun side project, passion project thing that I put a lot of my love into right now. <laughs> kind of like learning more and I'm really seriously considering herbalism school. and Just kind of a different direction for me, but it's pretty exciting. So cool. I love herbs. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a new, it's a healing house in Denver. We're going to have a medicinal herb garden. Oh, so cool. That's going to be great. <laughs> love it. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share with our audience? Um, I think, you know, if, if the theme is along the lines of sort of, it sounds like your, your audience is people who are looking to start their businesses or like sort of like feeling stuck around getting going. Is that yeah, yeah. Or entrepreneurs who are just kind of like looking to expand and collaborate and just kind okay. of live in, live in the entrepreneurial life. Yeah. I just think like the best thing, I don't even know where I read this or heard this, but like the best time to do it is now. It's just kind of the thing. Like there's never the right time. There's never the right plan. There's never, you know, you just have to do it. Like when I started my uplift subscription box um, last November, I went from like nothing to having a website 
starting to grow my list and shipping my first box in three weeks time. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and like somehow managed to have like all these customers. I'm like, this is crazy. Whoa. So, and, and I think, yeah, maybe it would have been like better if I had three months to get all my, you know, my list building and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I, I didn't, if I didn't do it then, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> totally, totally. I completely and, get that. Yeah, that and I think really getting quiet with yourself and really being able to spend um, time in silence with your inner self and your intuition mm-hmm. to really feel and trust what's there. Like usually if you let yourself deeply listen, you know the answers. You don't need to see, you don't need to read them somewhere or find them outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that you, I'm so inspired by the fact that you can just like open your heart and your arms to just like the flow of life because people, like, I feel like even what we talk about on the podcast is like how to cope with, you know, all of this rather rather than just like surrendering and Mm -hmm. allowing. Yeah, right. And listening, like being quiet and listening to yourself. That's actually something that I need to like really practice for, for myself right now. Yeah. I mean, we all do. Well, I'm just thinking about the kind of like women oriented, women centered approach to this podcast and how we live in this like male dominated male centric world. It's really like so linear and left brained and rigid and just kind of like operates differently than what our natural ways are. And we're very intuitive. I mean, all people are, but especially women, I think, and we're very connecting and it's all about like collaborating and listening to your intuition and kind of like coming from that place. And I think if we're not doing business that way, it's just not going to work or we're not going to be true to ourselves or something. So, but then, you know, we are dealing with like capitalism and, you know, competitive and that, you know, actually like the practicality of making a business work um, where we have to sort of like dive into our sacred masculine energies and find that somewhere but I think um, having like finding that balance maybe between the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine is really that's that's the key right there yeah. is that is that balance and I think as, as women entrepreneurs we know, we are in that masculine so often that it's, it's so much more important for us to make sure that we're touching in on that feminine and that creativity and that flow yeah definitely and I think that that actually makes us more successful mm-hmm. I mean even in, even in the numbers game or whichever way you're going to look at it as well as, of course, like the happiness factor in what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much. Um, I'm sure our audience will want to learn more about the Uplift (laughs) subscription box and hear more about your personal practice. So how can our listeners find you? Sure. Um, I've got a website for both of them. The Uplift box is at upliftconnection.com. And I actually want to actually throw in there that we are raising some funds for the Houston area women's center this month. So any of our uplift minis that are purchased in the month of September, $5 of the $19 cost is going to go directly to the women's center. And they do, um, it's shelter advocacy and counseling for women and everyone really who's affected by domestic violence and or sexual violence. And of course, in times of distress, it's those populations who are especially negatively impacted and my private practice can be found at rootwellnessstudio.com. And I also have a pretty great little closed group Facebook group for Root Wellness where it's just like kind of a friendly place where I share 
you know, some of these wonderful articles and blogs and things that people send me or that I find and run across that I think are important to share. So it's just kind of like a great place to get like aggregated information that's kind of curated by therapists. And that is Root Wellness Studio. And you have to, I guess, like ask for permission to join, but I'm pretty open to letting people in. And there, we, I know you will answer some questions and do some kind of interactive stuff within that group too. It's just the thing I do for the community. Awesome. That's Thank great. you we'll so much. Try yeah. and join. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. join yeah. me. I'd love to stay in touch with you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we'll uh, put links to all this in our show notes too so people can find you. Great. Thank you so much, Thank Amy. You. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great to be with you guys. Good luck. Thanks again, Amy, for sharing your time and story with us. So yeah, during the month of September, when you purchase an Uplift box, $5 of your purchase goes straight to helping victims of Hurricane Harvey. Treat yourself and spread that kindness. It's such a generous idea. Michelle and I just love that. Or even better, surprise a friend or family member with an Uplift package filled with so many wonderful well-being products like essential oils, herbal teas, candles, and a set of cards with micro meditations and mantras. They're such thoughtful gifts, and really, we could all use a little brightening and cheering up now and again. Order yours at upliftconnection.com. And please join us in Amy's inspired Facebook group, Root Wellness Studio. To mingle with a forum of people interested in all things mental wellness, consciousness, neuroscience, and art therapy. We'll see you there. Be sure to visit femalesandfinefettle.com and click on episode 10 to grab your freebie. This week, our guest, Amy Lynn, has a special promo code to give you 10% off any uplift order plus free shipping. Hey, it's Dr. Michelle, and since Amy mentioned the book Mind Sight by Daniel Siegel, I want to let you in on a special offer. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free copy of Mind Sight today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash females in fine fettle. Again, that's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, T-R-I-A-L dot com forward slash females in fine fettle. All right. I cannot wait to meet you back here next week. In episode 11, we'll be closing out this month's theme of routines and time management with a super common issue, lack of of focus. So next week, we'll be covering some commonly overlooked causes and how you can sharpen your concentration. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.